Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. When you think of treasures, you might think of things like Treasure Island and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Most times, treasures are hidden or locked away. Usually, there are adventures attached to the acquisition of treasures. If we approach the Word of God like a hidden treasure, we gain total access to the knowledge or riches of God. This week, we're beginning a new series, Unearthing Bible Treasures. Bishop Clark utilizes Job chapter two, verse three, as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, number one, why should I believe? I'm about to unearth um, some biblical treasures and I'm going to deal with the first one. Actually, there are 26 of them that I found in the word that we all need to harness and the first one is belief if there was a subtopic on what i'm teaching today it would be this why should i believe it's a question why should i believe why should i uh, try to keep my faith intact as we examine job chapter 2 and verse 3 the lord said unto satan god at times has conversation a conversation with the adversary on our behalf. He did it here in the second chapter of the book of Job. God says, have you considered him? I know you're walking to in the earth, seeking whom you may devour. Have you considered my servant? And I want you to put your name there. Tanya, put your name there. Ray, put your name there. Esther, put your name there. Valerie, put your name there. Errol, put your name there. Have you considered my servant Errol? What would he say of us and our character and our disposition or our belief? There is none like him. There's none like her, Sophia. There's none like Sophia Brown. In all the earth. Think about that. A perfect, that word is mature, a perfect and upright man. One who fears God and stays away from evil. And still, after I touched him or allowed you to, after you moved me against him, he has not lost his integrity. He has never charged me foolishly or lifted up his hand in, the, in, in his fist in the sky and said, God, how could you do this to me? He handles disappointment well. He held fast to his integrity, although you moved my hand against him. 
to destroy him without cause. Wake up, little children. When things happen to us, remember, you're not the first one to go through a trial. And stop saying, I don't deserve this. That should never be a word spoken by believers or people who have a strong faith, a strong belief. Things happen to us without cause. God put something in you that he wants to showcase to the world. God put something inside of you and I that he wants the world to see. They can't see it until we go through a storm. <laughs> you don't know what's in you until you go through a storm. You don't know what, what kind of shape your faith is in until you can't see your way. You won't know how to grope until there's blindness, obscurity, limited vision. I was on my way to church last weekend and it was very fogging and had to slow down because the fog was so thick. What happens when you can't see down the road and all you can see is right before you? Even if you have to slow down, it doesn't mean you stop or operate in fear. Where can you go if there's fog all around? You stay on the road that you know is going to lead you to your destination and you keep driving until you get there. I want to talk about belief. There are 26 um, categories that I found out in the word. The next one is going to be the Bible. These are biblical truths that I need to unearth so you can grow. I believe God is helping me to grow by leaps and bounds. But I believe that my pastoral ministry is no good if the people that I pastor are in the same place one year after another. I'm after your faith. I'm after your belief system. I'm after your stability. I'm after your growth. I want to see you advance. You have to believe in something uh, to have faith in it. And likewise, you have to have faith in something if you're going to believe in it. The Bible is full of passages, full of treasures. No faith. Listen to this. The Bible is full of treasures, full of passages on faith and fulfillment or faithfulness because it's a huge deal with God. And as I begin to run the treasury of scripture on this, I see that God has packed the word in, packed scriptures that tie into faith and belief. And so if it's, if it's a big deal to God, it needs to be a big deal to us. As followers of Jesus, our faith needs to be stronger than it is. You say, Bishop, I need you to preach on my circumstance. No, I don't. I need to preach on your belief system. I don't, I don't really need to deal at all with what you feel or what you're going through personally. All of it is tied to how you relate to him. All of it is tied to it. Very little power, faith in God, very little power on the earth. And I know where you are by how you deal with your trial. Thank you, Lord. As followers of Jesus, we need to really, really watch our faith. 
followers of Jesus, write it down, are students of the word, period. I said followers of Jesus are students of the word. They're not surfing Facebook all day, on Instagram all day, seeing what's going on only. They are students of the word. If you're a follower of Jesus, a disciple, you must be in the word of God. Not just on Wednesday, it must become a daily diet. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, Lord, this is how they should pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our what? Daily bread. Every day, every single day, we need bread. Actually, God has so designed your body that three times a day you should eat. Three times. You can feed your animal, you can feed your fish, you can feed your, your, your pet dog once a day and they'll be okay. But we are designed to eat at least three meals a day. Okay, if he designed your body that way, then what is he saying about your spirit? Because as it goes in the natural, so does it go in the spirit. That's what the Bible says. So we should be way more engaged in scripture than we are today. As it goes in the natural, so does it go in the spirit. And so in the morning, David said, I will seek you. At noonday, I will seek you. And in the evening, when the sun is going down, I'll take some time out with you. We at least need a daily devotion of God's word. Not once a week, not just on midweek services or in the midweek services that we open up the Bible. God wants us to open up the word every single day. On yesterday, someone dropped off two ancient Bibles here. They left them on the, on the, uh, the uh, ramp over here. Just left them there. And when, uh, when it was brought to me in my office, I looked at the Bibles. They're old. One of them is from 1956. The other one is from 1958. There's some 56 people in this room born in 1956. Yes. Elder Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? 1956. Look at that. Philip, 1956. Anybody? 1956. That Bible is as old as you. They don't make them like that anymore. And I believe I'm supposed to protect them. I perceive that someone had died. That's what I said. Someone died. It's the first thing that came out of my mouth. And the children don't know what to do with these goods. They have a treasure and they're just giving it away. They don't see the value of what's in this book. If you looked at the book of, if you saw the movie called The Book of Eli with uh, Denzel Washington. Okay. And it's a, if you're not really paying attention, you won't see the biblical aspects of it. But even the man on this ancient town, this town that is in ruins, he said, where is the book? I need the book. They brought him in books. Not that one. Not that one. I need the book. <laughs> he was talking about the Bible. <laughs> he couldn't be satisfied with any other book. He said, book, if I get this book, things will change for us. If I can get this book, life will change. If I can get this book, nothing will be the same. <laughs> Denzel had the book, but what he didn't realize, the book of Eli was in Eli's mind. He studied it so much until he memorized it. You can take away the natural pages if I have it on the inside of me. 
But if I don't have it on the inside, there's no way I'm going to be able to navigate through life. Especially if you take away the comforts of this life. Take away a man's comforts, you'll see where he is. Have you considered my servant Merton? A matured man. There's none like him in the earth. Wow. Yet you move my hand against him. And he still holds his integrity. I want that to be my testimony. Sometimes I felt like the enemy hit me one week after another. Consecutively. Bam. 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 Whoa, God. Bam. Whoa, bam. Bam. Oh, God. What do you do? Bam. One after another. But thank God my feet are still planted. Do I have a witness up in here? He came against you like a flood. But the spirit of the Lord in you lifts up a standard against the enemy. Glory to God. Every student of the word of God must, every believer in Jesus must be a student of God's word. Period. Just like the STEM program, it's an acronym that educators are saying, if you don't get your kids to move in this direction, they're not going to have jobs in 10, 15 years. STEM is an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And if we're not directing our kids, with the, the, the kids, they like rap. They, they, they like entertainment. You start talking about science. Ah, no, no. The jobs are going to be gone if they don't move in this direction. This is what... This is what professionals are saying. This is what scientists are saying. This is what educators are saying. Now we must direct our kids. Thank God for the Care Learning Center here at Truth Revealed that's really working with the math uh, issues. And many of our kids have gone through it and God has blessed them to get their degrees. I'm happy about that. But we must take it deeper. Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I believe it is also an acronym for something biblical, like S is for study the word. Study the word. The E is for, the T is for teaching regularly. In other words, you need to sit up under teaching regularly. Please don't study the word on your own and say, I got it. No, theology is shaped in, is shapen in community. You must sit under the word for it to really, really do what God has designed it to do. You can't just study it on your own. There's a revelation that only comes when you're taught the word. He will give you education and revelation when you study it yourself. But you must be under a, a teacher, someone anointed to unearth the treasure. He's designed it that way. It's been like that since human history. So we study the word. We teach the word. You must sit up under the taught word regularly. The E is for exercise and practice what you've been taught. You must put it into practice. The next time you're challenged, stop throwing up your hands and forgetting that you're saved. Stop acting like Peter. Jake said Peter was always a leader. T.D. Jakes said Peter was always a leader. 
And if he went astray, he led him as well astray. Scripture says after he was uh, after Peter made his bigger mistake, biggest mistake and denied the Lord. The scripture says he went back fishing. And all of the disciples followed him, even the ones that never fished before. Think about it. Matthew wasn't a fisher. He was a tax collector. What are you doing on the boat? He, they followed Peter in the things that they shouldn't have been following him in because he was a leader, even when he went astray. How many of us are leading people astray when we get all mad and upset and can't handle ourselves? If you're a leader, you're a leader. I think Jake said when you were on the street as a drag queen, you were a leader. When you were a prostitute, you were a leader. When you were a homemonger, you were a leader. Now in the church, you're a leader. You need to know that people follow you. They follow you even if you're wrong. That's why leadership is so important. Doing the right things are important. I'm glad Jake's preached it and I didn't. Y'all get tight with me. Jake's came straight down the pipe. He said, when you were a sissy, you were a leader. I said, my God. I promise you, he said it. 14,000 people. So all of you ought to get tied up with me. Go and see Jake's. You'll be shocked with what's going on in the world. Study the word. Teach regularly. Sit up under it. Exercise and practice. And the M is model the messaging. Model and messaging. Be a model of what you believe God has called you to do. It's for the next generation. Write it down. Belief in what Jesus has done for us is everything. I think there are 26 categories that I found in the scripture that I like to explore and we cannot ignore. <sighs> Write it down. Belief. What should I believe? What should I believe? We need to examine the father of faith for a moment out of Genesis 15 and verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. After these things, sometimes after you go through a few things, God can speak to you. And first of all, he moved out of present day Iraq and went south because he heard the Lord speak to him. I will make you a great nation, but you must leave your country. And after he obeyed God and went through a few challenges, the Bible says, after these things, the word of the Lord, he heard many voices, but now the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, do not forsake the heavenly vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceeding and great reward. Exceedingly great reward. 
Verse 2, and Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And this heir in my house from Damascus is the only kid that's born there, which means my inheritance is going to go to him. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Here's the word of the Lord. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then look at the shift. Surf the shift. Then he brought him outside and said, look up. Look now toward heaven. And count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants what be. Now, there's some things we need to examine here in the word. Look at verse six. And he believed. Not just what he said. Look at the scripture. He believed in the Lord. Not just what he told him. He's not just after a blessing. He believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness, which means when he put his faith in the Lord, God says, even the things that you haven't measured up to, I'm going to count it for righteousness. In other words, you're not 100 percent. You didn't do it all right. But because you believe in the Lord. Your belief, you believe in the Lord, not in what he's going to do. Where's my blessing? I'm missing my blessing. No, he believed in the Lord. God says, now I'm going to met. I'm going to I'm going to balance the scales in your life. He accounted to him just as if he'd always believed in God and never made a mistake. He accounted it as righteousness. Glory to God. And let's examine it for a moment. God speaks to Abram in a dream and says, I'm your shield, exceeding in great reward. Instead of you looking at natural things as your reward, where am I? Whatever you're dreaming about God doing in your life, get it out of your mind. God is not even concerned. A cattle on a thousand hills is the Lord. He can switch. He can snap his finger, glory to God, and you'll be on top of the world. He can do that. He can do that in any given moment. He can turn, turn your life around. The problem is not whether he can. It's what you would do when he does it. He knows what you would do. And a lot of times he holds the blessing because he knows the blessing will carry us out the sea. Take us away from him. Have us packed in an apartment with all kind of folk. Doing all kinds of things, forgetting even to study the word, don't need the word. That was the problem with Solomon. Once he had wisdom, he says, I don't need you anymore. Give me wisdom and how to handle these people. When he got it, he stopped praying. Pray only at specific times when he should have been praying regularly. 
David was different, wasn't as intelligent as his son Solomon, didn't have the wisdom, but he was always asking God, shall I go? Shall I go after this truth? What do you want me to do next, God? God says, go after them because you will uh, be able to recover all and without fail, you will be able to do so. He was always doing it. And when he made a mistake, he had a rubber neck. He was always saying, God, please bring me back to you where Solomon had a stiff neck. It was hard for him to say, I'm sorry. And many people in this day, in this generation, is like Solomon in the way we deal with God. I have the attribute. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to pray any longer. God is your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Start saying that. You have to see God as the prize and not as your goal. God is the, God is the sum of all things. Not what you're going after, not your promotion, not your time, not your season. Some of the songs we sing have nothing to do with God. It's my time. It's my, okay, what does that mean? I believe it's my time. But if he delayed it for a moment, will you still stay faithful? Glory to God. He just said, I'm, I consider, have you considered my servant Job, okay? I, I know you've been doing this and that, but have you considered my servant Job? I, I'm break, there's none like him. You, let, you move my hand against him, but I believe he's going to uphold the integrity that's in his heart. Yet you try to get me to destroy him without cause. Those of you that don't believe you're supposed to go through anything, it's just not biblical. And I can't preach that gospel. For some reason, I see something different when I see the scriptures. Not just how I can get a bunch of people to pack out my church and make sure y'all scream about your time. I can see the leopard in the tree. I can see the leopard in the tree. I can look at the tree and see the leopard. It's already there. And if you walk up under that tree, it may pounce on you. Go around. It may take you the long way around, but go around. Don't go the shortest route because the leopard is above you. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired, frustrated, do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at 
The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1779. That's reference number 1779. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you, and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and He's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer. <laughs>